Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. So we are having a mature stream today. So this stream is for folks who are 18 plus. Usually this stream is 13 plus, which is the minimum age requirement on Twitch. But we are talking about some topics, eyebrow waggles, today. <laughs> so yes, so it's good to see you, those of you who are younger pals. And we lovingly ask you to come back tomorrow or another day. Hello everyone, I'm Gender Meowster. I use they them pronouns and I have a wonderful guest today. I'm gonna get my wonderful guest unmuted. Gay hey. Hey gay hey. <laughs> How's, it, How's going? it going? It's good. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm just ecstatic to be here with you. It makes me so happy. Yeah, it's it's been too long. Hi, I'm Blue. I use they them pronouns and he him pronouns. Mostly like just at work because now I get gendered as he him and it's just easier that way <laughs> anyways I'm excited to be on this chat today with you I'm really excited to have you here as well so do you prefer they them pronouns or do you use they and he yes. interchangeably yes I prefer they them pronouns yes awesome. I just started a new job and it's just there's a lot of old guys on it mm -hmm. and it's just easier yeah <laughs> I'll talk about it a little bit more in the talk today about my experience with that, but yeah, I'm just going to say it's a little easier to not have to have the big talk. <laughs> yes, I hear that. I hear that. So just to explain, what is the topic of today's episode? What is your special interest today that you are wanting to share with, with the Meowster community? I'm going to talk about leather stuff and how to take care of it. I have big feelings about taking care of your leather stuff. That's so great. I'm so excited. <laughs> With a little sprinkling of like kink and gender and stuff. It's so great. Oh my gosh. I'm grinning so much my face hurts. I think part of why the show started a little later than usual is because we were having so much fun grinning at each other. <laughs> yeah, my, my cheeks are like already red and like... <laughs> it's so fun. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, how has your relationship to gender evolved over time? Oh, it's been a really long journey. I want to preface this by saying that I've always been non-binary, though I didn't have the, like, the language to describe how I felt. I've been mixing both energies for a really long time, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. For a little while in high school, I was dating this girl, and... Though they're totally trans now. I haven't seen them in a really long time since I broke up with them, actually. But they're totally, like, they're totally trans. Or at least an egg from when I met them. She insisted that we call each other lesbians because that's the language that we had at the time. But it didn't ever feel right. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was because, like, she made me call myself that. Or if it was just, like, I didn't ever feel like it was an accurate description of what I felt like inside this probably was a good indicator 
that I was more than meets the eye. I started hunting for books like soon after I ended that relationship. And I think I went to Portland with my mom and I, and we went to Powell's bookstore and we like split up and I like hunted for the section that I wanted. And it was at the, the like top floor all the way to the left. <laughs> and it was a, this really tiny gender studies section. And at the time I didn't have a lot of money cause I was like a teen, but I caught it. I, I bought two different books, Gender Outlaw by Kate Bornstein and The Testosterone Files by Max Valerio. Little pieces of tape on the spines so that nobody knew what I was reading. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I come from a really small, conservative, like, hick town that does a lot of farming. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. <laughs> and though I was definitely, like, queer and weird, I didn't I couldn't be totally out about it. Yeah. Those books, by the way, are really great, and I totally recommend them. I just got the most updated version of Gender Outlaw by Kate yeah. Bornstein on audiobook, and Kate reads it. I'm so excited <gasps> to hear what they read. It's so wonderful. I've My been, new job. I've been enjoying tweeting back and forth with Kate a little bit this year. It's been really epic. They're also in this book that I have, To Survive on the Shore, which is all oh. about trans elders. And it's just, oh my gosh, that's, so exciting. That's her on the cover, right? Uh, is it? I don't think Maybe. so. I think that's someone else. Maybe it's one of the authors on the cover. I'm not sure. I don't think that's Kate, though. Oh my gosh, no. Oh, the beard filter. No. <laughs> the beard filter strikes again. <laughs> no, it does. I, I, I only know um, she has that this cool stance in her original book. Uh -huh. And that just reminded me of the person on the cover. It's <laughs> wonderful. Let's see. I'll look for it. Here she is. Here they are. No. <laughs> the beard filter always. Oh, I love the glasses. The thing is, Kate is also non-binary. Oh, I didn't like. Not just trans woman, like non-binary person, like non-binary elders exist too. It's just, I love Amazing. it so hard. It's so good. Which is why I use they, them. Mm -hmm. Usually. I use the inchy interchangeably, but mostly they. Thank you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So that's, that's so fun that you got those books as a youngin. Yeah. I, out of It was a really small section. It was maybe, I'd say like this big, and then maybe two to three shelves. And those were the ones that I picked out. They, I wasn't really great at internet sleuthing. This was in like 2010 or before then. So like Tumblr wasn't really a big thing yet. Mm -hmm. Tumblr started in t 2006 and I didn't end up getting a, a profile until at least 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wasn't like on the Tumblrs finding out my gender identity like a lot of people my age were doing or that I've heard that a lot of people my age were doing. And every time that I would look on the internet, I found like mostly like directing me towards trans surgeries and what to expect. There was really nothing back then for genderful people that wasn't about having to transition. Mm. That was the goal. That was the goal of being genderful was like you transition medically. Yeah. Cause there's also transitioning socially and all kinds of other things too. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, if you felt a little bit weird in your skin, then that was the thing that you were supposed to do. And mm -hmm. yeah. 
and I kept going back to that and like feeling a little bit off and weird about it but by towards the end of high school I started posturing as a boy and trying to learn all I could about boyhood and its mysteries (laughs) the mysterious rituals that I had tried to push myself into when I was younger Mm -hmm. but then was like was shunned and pushed out of it as I got older because it's a no girls club I used I used to play hide and seek with a bunch of boys in elementary school and that was really fun until they stopped talking to me <laughs> yeah around that time I started shaving my face oh, wow. I had a bit of for you I was like I don't know like 16 I was 16 and like I started shaving my face I eventually stopped because it was uncomfortable I stopped shaving my armpits because that was also uncomfortable and my legs because that was uncomfortable shaving just was not great for me and that it was all just very uncomfortable but I had started because I had read somewhere that peach fuzz is a giveaway to being trans Hmm. because boys shave their face to get rid of like the the beard growth etc and so like a smooth-faced dude is seen more as a dude or is seen as like an older gentleman than like a peach fuzz kid interesting Yeah, I can't remember exactly where I read that, but somewhere on my internet sleuthing. Yeah, I started dressing up in cute little (laughs) button-ups and suspenders. Oh, nice. Yeah, mostly dark. Suspenders are so fun. They're so fun. They're just like, (laughs) rare. (laughs) They were mostly darker colors, uh, but like with a little bit of hint of like purple or blue or etc., uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I wasn't going by that name back then, so That's all the, the threads co- connect throughout my life. I started wearing two sports bras as a way to bind my chest, and I definitely tried to stay away from ace bandages because I did try it once, and it was really difficult to breathe. And then I read that you can do some serious damage for, for to your chest and your ribs if you wear them for too long, though the sports bras weren't working (laughs) the way I wanted to. They were insufficient or perhaps too large. Probably too large. Mm -hmm. So I found a place online that I could buy binders from. It's a place called Underworks. And they don't really advertise for trans folks, but they do now. It was mostly for, like, people who need compression shirts for after surgeries, etc. So I ordered some stuff from there and I had a friend who I could send it to and and they received the package and I got it on the night of a play that we were having the opening nice. night. It was really good. I got a white muscle shirt, a white V-neck, and uh, it's called a tri-top chest binder. The first two are full length and the tri-top one stops just below the ribs and in that just it didn't work for me. It would compress everything, but it would cut into my belly, and like between that cutting into my belly and my pants also doing that, it just was not great for wearing to school, which is where I was going to be wearing it. But the first time that I put the muscle tee shirt, the the t-shirt one, it like cuts here and has a little crew neck. The first time I, I put that one on, it was amazing. It goes all the way down to your hips, and I had put, like, a dress shirt over top of it, and everything just draped really well. (laughs) 
and everything was tight and nice, like a thunder vest almost. And it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel like gender euphoric. And those ones are now my favorite ones. I have like seven different ones that I swap out every week. Yeah. When I graduated and during the ceremony, the graduation ceremony, the girls had roses and the boys had boutonnieres. Um, when I went up and asked for a boutonniere, they like wouldn't let me have one. And that mm. made me really sad. But my friend Frank, he was like super supportive of me. And he like went and got one and they gave it to me and went and got another one. And this made a lot of people, yeah, he was such a pal. This made a lot of people mad (laughs) because I had a rose too (laughs) and also a little boutonniere. So I was just like. You had all the genders and they were like, we want all the genders. (laughs) That's so fabulous. (laughs) It was so fabulous. It made me feel really great. And just like an outlaw. Yes. An outlaw covered in roses. How yes. magnificent. <laughs> yeah. I have a rose bush in my yard right now, and it's really, really lovely. That's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. So the next question I have for you, I just came up with, how did you find your name Blue? <laughs> did you, you already talk it? about that somewhere? or is, Can I ask that? Yes, you can. Okay. So it's such I a great my... name. Like classic non-binary <laughs> three-letter name. Right? One syllable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got my name at Burning Man. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Within five hours of me arriving. Some people wait years to get their burner name, and I only had to wait about five hours. <laughs> so fun. The first year that I went was in 2015, and we had just arrived, and that year it was really dusty and windy so a lot of the structures that people build weren't completed and because there was like a very large group of newbies some of the veteran burners in our camp decided to bring us all out and show us stuff but they were like we shouldn't ride bikes because we might lose each other and so we went out as it got dark and started venturing out into our neighborhood Mm -hmm. and looking at dance like parties and stuff and we walk into a dance party and dance for about 10 minutes or so and then start to slowly trickle out and as the group would like weave in and out of these dance areas I took it upon myself to count everyone and make sure we were all there and then if I needed if I hadn't seen someone I would go back into the dance party and find the person and be like so we're all leaving now. Is that okay? Do you want to stay here? And they'd be like, yeah, I want to stay here. Or thanks for coming to get me. Mm-hmm. And and then we'd go and, and find the group again. And we did this for the entire night. <laughs> and so we'd weave in and go out and weave in and go out. And then someone would be like, oh, I need to use the washrooms. And they'd go to the washroom. And then the group would be like, ooh, something shiny. Mm-hmm. And they'd start walking together towards the shiny thing and I was like but there's someone in the bathroom and they don't know where we're going and so I'd stay back and watch as the group would get smaller and smaller but still see where they were because it's such a large area and Mm -hmm. they have specific it's so flat and they have specific lights like on each person so you can recognize your group 
if and remember which lights are on each backpack. Mm-hmm. So you're looking um, for a star cluster. Yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And towards the end of the night, one of the veterans was like, you're like hurting the group. You're like a blue healer. And so blue healer is my burner name. Nice. I like that. Yeah, and I just shortened it to blue because it's a one-syllable thing. Yes, of course. Yes, good. (laughs) It is good. It is good. (laughs) I picked my three-letter monosyllable name before I realized that was like a meme in the transmasculine non-binary world. Like, I picked my name before I had a Reddit account, so how could I have known? It was meant to be. It was meant to be. (laughs) It's just funny. I like it. That's so wonderful. So you mentioned in your description of your sort of gender history, finding finding a lot of things, in the beginning at least, a lot of things that were all about medical transition and only medical transition. And so I'm curious how you went from that to deciding to take testosterone. Did you microdose in the beginning? Like, how did you decide to take HRT as a non-binary person? I have encouraged plenty of non-binary people to consider HRT anyways, because I think gender identity and gender presentation are two separate things. And a lot of non-binary people don't realize that's an option for them. But I'm, I would love to hear more about your journey with testosterone. Sweet. So I grew up in the States, and I moved to Canada when I was 19. I moved up to Whistler, specifically, and I stayed there for four years. Whistler doesn't have a really great, like, healthcare. Like, they have good healthcare. They don't have specifics, if that's, if that makes sense. They have to send you to Vancouver for specialty care. So it took me a while to actually start medically transitioning. I started taking tea when I was 23, but I think I was taking like micro doses of androgel as early as when I was 22. And that made me feel really great and really cute. And ooh, I'm a young trans person. I'm doing it, finally. And so I started when I was 23. My official, like, first injection date is at the end of October, so, like, my four years is, is, anniversary is coming up, and the year before then, I had come to the city and gotten a primary care physician, and then reached out to different medical facilities for my specialized care, and I got directed to Three Bridges, which is a trans specialty care facility downtown Vancouver. And I was put on a wait list for assessment because it takes a while uh, for them to go through the list, etc. I finally got a got an interview, an appointment to get assessed, and it was really fast. They were like, okay, this is great. You seem trans, and how much, like how much testosterone do you want to take? And I was like, so I'm non-binary, so I want to start off really small, like a small dose, et cetera. And they're like, that's great. We can totally do that. This is how you inject your testosterone. And if you ever want to go onto a different track of injections, this is how you do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I got my prescription and at the bottom of three bridges, there's a needle exchange that 
that is open, I think, 12 hours a day, 6 to 6. But the doors are open 24 hours. So you can bring in your container of used needles and dispose of them there in a special container. Also, if you need supplies for other things, such as what do you call them, like vitamin C and rubber bands and condoms and other things that you need for uh, drug use, you can go in there and get safe supplies. And so it's open 12 to 12 to get like the box of needles that you need for your injections. And they Mm -hmm. give you like 10 weeks worth of stuff in the little container and stuff. And you can just, it's free. You can just pick it up and it's specially made for your care, which I really appreciate. It's, I haven't seen something similar in Vancouver specifically, and I don't know if they have other sort of facilities like that in other places. So I feel really privileged and grateful for that. Being a non-binary person on T has been a little odd, just because the changes are really genderful, and I really have lots of great feelings about it. But now that I pass more, it's a little disheartening. Hmm. Like, one of my big transition goals was to get a beard. And I have a very handsome beard. And I love it. For anyone listening later who can't see your face, it's a very handsome beard. It's very scritchy, but also very soft. And it's exactly what I wanted. But now people see me as a dude. And there's lots of privileges that come with that. And I'm not, like, ungrateful for them. It's just different and Mm -hmm. exciting, but also, okay, I have to be careful of my place in the world now. I have a new job, and everyone at this job thinks I'm a dude, a very effeminate dude, and probably gay, and I'm totally fine with that but they treat... some flavor of gay probably if you somewhere think in the I'm... gay galaxy i'm over there <laughs> the constellation <Yes>. con- translation <laughs> if you think i look cute then you're probably some flavor of gay too yeah <laughs> I, th- I think non-binary people make everyone a little bit gay because if <laughs> yeah. we have all the genders and then you like us then you're at least a little gay <laughs> and, and there's a lot of, there's a couple old dudes in my job. So I'll talk about my job for a second. I'm in the funeral transport service at the moment. It's a new job of mine. I drive around deceased people to their funeral homes, which is interesting and totally different part of the city that I'm going to experience. I've been training for the past couple weeks, and in order to train, I have to like shadow people who are already good at their job. There's two older men that I've been driving around with one is phil one is nigel and they're both like phil is 70 and nigel is 69 nice yeah so they're quite a bit older than me they're they i get to see the side of manhood that men only keep for other men folk Mm, interesting it's weird like it's and it's a little hard to explain unless you've experienced it But men love other men. They keep their admiration, respect, and, like, life lessons for other men folk. And... That's really interesting. Is there, like, a a sample piece of life lesson that you have for us, or is that too on the spot? They'll just talk about, like, how to find the right one. Like the right partner? Yeah. 
and as long as you're happy and they're like you got to keep the wife happy is it's a lesson that not nigel or phil have taught me but like other dudes have been like uh-huh. you got to keep the wife happy in order to have a happy marriage and i was like oh god it's a lot of <laughs> cishet non-poly perspective <laughs> De- definitely it's also interesting being on this side of things because i have to be aware of my presence in the world i usually walk to and from work because i'm like about a 40 minute walk from work it's not it's usually flat it's not like very hilly at all so yeah. i like walk you get your exercise everywhere. and you get to catch them all yes oh my god <laughs> gotta catch them all <laughs> super cute i love that yeah and sometimes I walk home and it's like dark out because it's like winter now. Yeah. And and you're pretty if, high up on the hemisphere too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vancouver's up there, but it's not like I'm not in Yellowknife. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. You're not in the Arctic, but you're still yonder. Yeah. So like it's dark out. I'm wearing my hoodie. I'm in all black, etc. I'm walking home briskly because I want to get there I have to be careful not to walk really briskly up behind someone and Mm. because because one if it's like a dude they might be threatened by me and attack me I haven't had that happen but it's a thing that I worry about like random violence from other men and also if it's more of an effeminate person they could be scared of me so I should I I just need to like keep in mind that of my presence and take actions to mitigate the harm that I inadvertently cause. Yeah. And I know the neighborhood, so I can just go a block this way and go this way. Like, it's not difficult for me to go out of my way to make someone else feel better. Yeah. Yeah. That's thoughtful of you. I always thought about maybe one day I would raise the sun that I think everyone should raise. Like, there's certain ways to be masculine in the world and I wish I saw it more a certain way but maybe actually I'm that person I just have to become that person <laughs> yeah and, like the, and the nurturing masculine totally lead by example I love that as a side note I just before we start getting into the leather things that we have on the docket I just wanted to say thank you because maybe what the the chat and our listeners don't know is you're one of my little back pocket trans people that when I have weird questions I don't want to ask in public I'll like text this very small there's maybe five (laughs) of you this little pile of trans masculine people and be like is this normal this is weird how do we get facial hair though and so like more than once blue you've answered questions about like how do I make my face hair grow or is this thing this sensation in this part of my body normal or whatever and i've just i've really appreciated the the solidarity and the like shepherding like you were describing shepherding the or blue healering the the people (laughs) at burning man at least for me you have guided me a little bit on my journey and it has felt really great to not be totally alone because like my wife is trans but she's trans femme so it's not identical. There's some similarities. The things that happen in your brain with your identity turning into goo and reforming in a different way, that's the same. The specific testosterone is doing this, what does this mean questions. I've been so grateful to be able to reach out and, and ask things. So thank you. You're so welcome and it's a pleasure. <laughs> it's so great. 
Philip, this is like the best job. I get to talk to my friends about trans. It's so good. <laughs> so Blue, you are in a shop. Do you want to tell us the name of your shop? We've had it posting in the chat a few times. So the shop that I work at and that I've worked at for almost four years now is called East Side Rerides. Nice. We are a leather consignment store. So we take other people's leather and then sell it for a percentage. <clears throat> we deal with like mostly motorcycle equipment, boots, that sort of thing. Our bread mm -hmm. and butter is leather jackets, but we also deal with uh, textiles and pants and shoes and gloves. <laughs> Lot, anything that you can imagine, actually. That's very cool. Yeah. I love that. Do you want me to show you guys around? Sure. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Tell, us, tell us about your cool, your cool leather working okay. shop. Okay. So it's not a leather working shop. The that would be a consignment shop. It is a consignment shop. We don't actually repair things here, but behind me here is a, a wall of gloves. Very fun. Over on the other side is the wall of jackets. Amazing. That's a lot of jackets. There's so many. I like the random teal leather jacket that's in like, the rest <laughs> of all the dark colors. You can just pop it, see it pop out. Sorry, I'm only on my laptop, so it's a little shaky. It's allowed. As we walk back this way, we see some textile pants. Nice. And baggage for motorcycles, mostly. Did you get your little tiny bag, pocket bag from the shop? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love your tiny pocket bag. Yeah, I really like it too. I like the molly that it has. We've got a little change room over that way. Rain gear. More pants behind me this way. Nice. We've got denim. We've got a whole little area of denim back over here. Is it like denim leather mix or just only denim? Uh, it depends. It's mostly just denim, but there's, I think there's one jacket that has denim sleeves or sorry, mm -hmm. not denim sleeves, leather sleeves on a denim jacket. We've got Sounds chaps. <laughs> We've got a Halloween section going right now. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. And then back still further is our pride and joy. It is the room of boots oh my goodness the boot room one per person <laughs> yes oh my gosh is that, a, <laughs> is that a cat what is happening how to wear your mask please keep your mask on i love that we're, we're really cute here you are really cute there you can be cute and tough queers all at the same time yes this is so amazing i love that this place exists and that you get to work there. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. lucky. Yeah, and my coworkers are really amazing too. The the boss has really good taste in people. So do you make the leather handsome for sale? Do you make them pretty? Before yes. Before you put them on the things? Sometimes. Because it's other people's leather, really like it it, it costs us money to make it shiny and pretty and stuff. And it, yeah. it costs us like employee hours to do it so not all the time but if, if it's if it's something that really needs some help in order for it to sell we will give it a 
basic care. There's a pair of boots that I have that were covered in cement. They were like somebody's old work boots. Oh dear. They were covered in, they were basically a khaki beige tan color and I'll show you them in a second because they're beautiful now but my boss like scrubbed them and scrubbed them and made them all fluffy and and really nice they're like an interesting they're called a Pierre Paris I believe they're a vintage Vancouver brand there's a beautiful red brown right they they are not tan yeah although the laces are yeah, these leases are new. The old ones were not salvaged, but we we try to salvage as much as we can from like old boots, etc. And with this boot, I'm going to talk about the anatomy of what a boot is. You're going to huh. teach us how to care for our leathers. Yeah, if leather that's care, all right. Leather care. <laughs> all right. So, this is the sole. It's the base of the boot. It's really important. This is the heel. If we look at the back, this is called the uh, the outsole and the heel cap, other also called a foxing. This one you might not be able to tell very well, but it's a different leather than this one. So this is like a, a rough out leather that's been like smoothed to a texture, if you can mm -hmm. hear that, mm -hmm. with age. So that's that. Everything from here up is called the upper. This is called the shaft. There's like stitching, etc. You can have this is the toe cap. You can have different stitching here, and I can't remember what it's called. It's like uh, like an Oxford has the holes at the decorative holes in it. That's mm -hmm. what an Oxford is. This is the insole, mm -hmm. and depending on the boot, there could be a, a like a good year welt. The the ball of the foot is here the heels at the back these are called kilties it's right little, it's like the bottom tongue of the of the boot and it looks like a kilt yes these can be taken out so it's not actually the tongue of the boot but it, it's an extra decorative piece that also provides a little bit of protection sometimes nice yeah this is the arch uh, the crown laces shin tongue or gusset and these are the eyelets that you place through and there's two there's 10 pairs on this boot nice yeah it's such a fun color oh my goodness it's a really good color yeah these are a pair of cowboy boots nice these are what are they snakeskin mm -hmm. yeah they look like they might be yeah to care for these i would just grease them a little bit it's hard to do anything else because of this snakeskin's really thin mm -hmm. uh, and can be damaged pretty easily. What else? These are service boots. They're very common. They look like a like a military dress shoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very uh, shiny. Yes, I wanted to show you what a high shine looks like. It's definitely got high shine going on for sure. Yeah, I haven't even worked on these. They came in like this. Wow. Whoever yeah. owned them before must have taken really good care of them. Yep. Yeah, so you can build a shine onto almost anything. But the key word is build. It takes layers. 
-hmm. and then smoothing those layers and then adding more layers of, of wax. Let me just show you what wax I use. I use Angelus. Is that wax There's other color in it? Or is it? This one is a clear. neutral. Okay. So there's different colors. I only have like a neutral and I have black. I did have a red somewhere, but I, I think it's in my other kit. Yeah, and then black. Nice. And the, the cracking is fine. It's wax, so you just need to melt it again if you want it to stay together and not crumble. But yeah, you basically put a little bit of that on the toe. You can also coat the entire boot in wax and then use a, a brush to brush it smooth. What you're trying to do is build like a mirror surface almost. So it has to be as smooth as possible. Traditional brushes look like this. It's like That's a boot cool. brush. Slight, slight curve in the back. Do you put the wax on and then you brush it? Yes. Cool. Yeah, and it brush, brushes it smooth. And I use a different type of brush because I like things that actually fit my hand. So I use like a, I use a brush like this. You can get these at farm stores. They're for brushing horses. It's just horse hair. Yeah. What I don't recommend I love that we is... we brush horses with their own hair. It's like the tail <laughs> right? swish, but everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and horse hair is uh, firm yet soft enough to get the, what you're looking for in a polish. I wouldn't use plastic. Plastic's going to be too hard and it's going to scratch your a polish job. But I like things that fit in my hand so I can go faster. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I also have two of these. I have one for neutral and one for black. Oh, so that, so you're that not... you don't mix your waxes. It's, yeah. Because it's like paint brushes you could rinse out usually, but Wax brushes committed to whatever the color is. Yeah, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. So let's see. Other things you can use when polishing boots to, because the brushing only goes so far. You kind of need to have softer things in order to build the shine up to a high shine. I use something like this like a piece of 100% cotton t-shirt that you've okay. turned into like a strip like this. Yep. It doesn't have to be this. Sort of a long rectangle. Yeah. You want it at least like enough to put your hands in like this because you're going to brush it back and forth like this fast because you want yeah. the friction to melt the wax. Oh, the friction melts the wax. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so maybe so you... don't do this right after you've had top surgery then. Have, have somebody else do it. <laughs> so, and you can tell them how handsome they look while they do it. <laughs> That's so fun. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Another trick that boot blacks use is uh, using a, a lighter. And it's also like a military thing that my dad showed me. It was like, if you really want a high shine, use a little bit of, of a lighter because it melts the wax, mm. but I'm a traditionalist. Speaking of being a traditionalist, we do have four questions from the from oh. the Discord chat. People have gotten excited about all of this. One, The first one is, what are your preferences as to natural or old school, like mink oils or beeswax versus synthetic leather care? Oh, I have feelings about mink oil. So 
mink oil goes rancid. And I honestly, I don't do enough boot blacking to quantify having a thing of mink oil in order for it to go rancid on me. The stuff we use here at the shop and that I use personally is called Hubert's. It's Hubert's shoe grease. It's, what is it made out of? It's like beeswax, pine tar. It's like a waterproofer conditioner for leather goods. You can use it on anything. You can even eat it. <laughs> That's cool that it's body friendly in that way. Mm-hmm. It answers the next question, which is favorite brands of leather care products. What about your brushes? Do those brushes have brands? Uh, yes. The one, what is it? These ones. This one's called Legends by Desert Equestrian. And it's a model 2226 for animal grooming. But the other things that we have here at the shop is Angelus. We have a lot of Angelus supplies because they're just really made. Like all of their paints are like really good. They're like, uh, it's like a synthetic kind of rubber paint and it bends with the molding. So it's really good for cosplays. You can get like a pair of rubber boots and then paint them whatever color you want. And it won't just flake off after two, three uses. Yeah. That's very cool. I think we can get to the other two questions when you're done with your demo, but those ones seemed immediately topical, so I wanted to ask. Okay. Topical, which is how these should be applied. Oh. I don't recommend greasing something and then trying to polish it straight after. They'll cancel each other out, basically. Yeah, I'm going to grab a pair of boots that I'm going to grease for you guys. There's these ones. I picked these ones because one they need what need a grease mm-hmm. they're a little scuffed in the front yeah. and two with this color you'll see a, a really great dichotomy between the two like the one that I haven't done yet I'll wait and then I'll, I'll do this one I'm gonna wear gloves because I don't want to get greasy hands and I don't want to have to go wash them I have this brush I think it's to clean like an espresso machine oh yeah totally it's got plastic uh, brush, uh, a plastic brush, but it's also got this really handy like lever. So I just mm-hmm. use it to pop it open. That's really clever. Yeah, and I use the plastic brush to like scrub. If I'm doing like a deep clean on a pair of boots, I use it to to scrub just here, like the this the outsole and like in this little crevice, mm-hmm. so that I don't actually scratch the boot. And if it has a lugged sole then I'll use it to to clean the bottom. Cool. I don't actually have a small piece of cotton in here, but it's easier to spread the grease if you have like a small piece of 100% cotton t-shirt just like hanging out in the jar. Yeah, mine got a little grotty, got a little like black with all of the boot blacking that I've been doing. And so I, I went to go change it, but I haven't actually gotten another one yet. Yeah, Capybara says hi. That's my wife. Hi. Hi, Bara. <laughs> Since you're IRL friends, I thought I would mention it to you. Since you can't see the Twitch chat right now. Yeah, that's nice. Friends supporting friends. So you're giving it a scrubber. Just a just a little bit of a little bit of a rub. And I'm I'm putting just a little bit on my hand. Like mm-hmm. not a whole ton. 
Yeah. And just working it in, the heat from my hand is helping it work into the boot. So this is just a basic grease. I haven't done a cleaning of these boots. So I'm just replenishing their moisture because a piece of leather is a it's a piece of skin that is no longer attached to a circulatory system. So you as a owner of that piece of skin need to act as a circulatory system and keep mm -hmm. it moisturized so that it remains good and wholesome. Yeah. If we're going to go through the trouble of creating a leather product, if people in the world are going to go through that trouble, it's like the main respectful thing to do is take good care of it. Yeah. That's my idea. People have always questioned me because I'm mostly vegan. Like mm -hmm. right now I'm eating eggs just because they're an easy protein thing and stuff. But they've always asked me, like, how are your feelings working at a leather store and not eating meat? And mm -hmm. it's like you said, it's the respectful thing to do. And I like you uh, a piece like these shoes can last for a lot longer if you take care of them than if you were to just let them die and become dehydrated and sad. I'll show you a jacket that is really sad right now, but it's a lot of work and it's not a store-owned jacket, so we're not going to grease it for this person um, unless they ask for it. Right. Just to see the texture of a really thirsty jacket. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's got cracks and sort of white flakes almost. Yeah. Like really rough. It's almost like a rough out type of leather, mm -hmm. but rough out is actually uh, leather flipped. So the, the soft side is on the inside. And this is supposed to be the soft side on the outside. It is not soft anymore. It is dying and it's very thirsty. Yeah. So to show you. Oh, wow. And that's just with very basic grease. Yeah, look at that. So on the one side, we have a nice, healthy, moisturized boot. And then on the other side, we have the dinged up, sad, thirsty boot. Yeah. People It'll... in the Twitch chat are saying leather is a byproduct of a wasteful meat industry. Better to utilize it than throw it away. Another is saying, I think reusing leather products that exist in the world already is a good thing to do as a vegan also. And another person says it honors the life of the animal and it's hot. 10 out of 10 leather is good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just got a couple leather jackets from San Francisco. Uh, no, absolutely sure? Did not. Did you check the pockets for glitter? <laughs> Look at this thing. That's very... This has not had any care from us at the store. It's just, it just came like this and it's mm -hmm. juicy and I love it. Mm -hmm. Look at those lapels. Look at those lapels indeed. That's so fun. Um, so, so why would one choose to use the black wax instead of neutral wax on everything? Wouldn't neutral work on everything? Yes. Black makes it darker. Oh. If you're feeling goth, you want the black wax for your black jacket. So, yes. <laughs> and also, you can mix waxes together. So, say you have a black boot but you want it to have a reddish tone, you can mix the waxes together and then uh, with as different layers and then polish it that way. And you can create a thing, it's called oxblood. 
and mm-hmm. it's just like a, a dark red and people like to make their boots fancy like that and they just like it, you can't really see it when it's dark but if you look closely or in some sort of light you can see that it's got a reddish hue to it and you can do it with any kind of polish color like i've seen blue hues and green hues etc hmm. yeah that's really cool sorry it's okay. I'm going to show you how to clean a boot. Nice. And I'm going to use these chukkas. Those are so fun. They're pretty cute. My hand's all greasy now. <laughs> I can't open anything. So there's different types of saddle soap that you can use for your leather stuff. There's also, I have this thing called a uh, boot balm but it's like basically the same thing as a saddle soap. So this is the the brand of my saddle soap. It's called Fabings, F-I-E-B-I-N-G-S. And you basically put a little bit of water in with the soap and you create a lather. Put it in here. But then I also put a little bit in the cap. And I take my dauber brush. People sometimes use these for applying the wax to the shoe. I just use my hands because it's easier. And the heat from my hands also helps to melt the wax into the the leather that I want to help. So you make a little bit of a lather, grab a little on your dauber, and I transfer it over to the lid. Is the official word or is that your funny word? No, that's the official word. Oh my gosh. I think it's either dauber or dabber. Could, so could be either way. Anyways, I've only seen it written out and I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. <laughs> so we'll just keep up the facade of it. <laughs> so I've got a little <laughs> bit of soap on here. It says red, but it's owned by blue. <laughs> this is a, a hand-me-down from someone, so... Was the someone named Red? No, I think they used it as their red. Fire? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But I, I cleaned it with some hot water. And now it doesn't put off any red. 1984 course says, I'm always scared to use saddle soap on my boots unless they're super muddy. It does. So saddle soap is a cleanser and also a a moisturizer and conditioner. It mostly brings up the natural oils that are in the boot. So it doesn't add a lot of moisture to the boot once it dries, because I I use a little bit of water. So once it dries, it'll go back to the color that it was before you cleaned it. That's another um, thing I should tell you about grease it will change the color just a little bit until it dries. Oh, okay. Yeah, especially for lighter colored leather things like beige or even the red was impacted by the grease. Mm. Yeah, just it was. makes it a little darker. Yeah. But it'll lighten up as it dries. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I see this most often with like blendstones. Mm-hmm. People with light colored blendstones haven't greased their boots in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, blendstones are cute and we love them, but also we dislike them because the way that they create blendstones is they hot mold it 
they just they take the upper part of the boot and then they heat mold it to the bottom so you can't actually repair them oh it's like a sort of cheap manufacturing trick that makes it less sustainable in the long run yes mm -hmm. yeah they're really cute and we like them because they're cute and all the queers wear them <laughs> but we don't like them for their practices <laughs> you can get them repaired at a at like a cobbler or you can get a full which is mostly the case you can get a full resole done and that just costs more money and is is a bit harder to do yeah so to clean the boot just do a little a little bit of scrubbing Scrub a scrub so we're seeing a nice lather on the boot here while you're scrubbing yeah oh i forgot to take the shoelaces out now blue That's... is taking the shoelaces out <laughs> so you can scrub the tongue does this shoe have a kilt i didn't see yet this one doesn't okay it's just yeah it's this a is smooth transition up through, into the tongue that mm -hmm. I never have seen a toe kilt thing before. That was so fun. Yeah, kilty. Kilty. <laughs> They're really cute. Yeah, so you just create a little bit of a lather, add some water to your lather mixture as you go, and you just kind of coat the boots and focus on the areas that are really dirty, and you just work it up. I don't like letting the lather sit for too long because I don't like a wet boot before I grease it. Uh -huh. So your goal is to get the dirt layer without letting it soak the leather itself. Yes. As much as possible. Some people will let it sit. That's just not my preference. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I going? So now it hasn't changed a lot, but you see it's a little bit shinier and then you just coat it with a little bit of grease again. So it's like had its shampoo, but it hasn't had its conditioner yet. Yes. Yeah, I, and now you're um, putting the conditioner on, which is the the wax. No, this is the grease. The oh, shoe that's grease. The grease. Sorry. So your hand warmth is enough for the shoe grease, but if you want to use the wax, then you have to get the friction going with your cotton cloth. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, these ones needed a bit of a grease, so I'm helping them. Yeah, I have to do all of the other ones after the show. <laughs> you have to go do the, the right foot in addition to the left foot or what have you. Yeah. There's another pair of boots that I'm going to uh, show you how to do a like a shine on, mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. I'm going to get a little bit more lather happening, and I'm going to change my gloves. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to mix. The colors. The grease and the, the wax don't really mix well together. Yeah. If you try to grease your boot and then put a shine on it, the shine will just dull. It's just not, mm -hmm. they don't work well together. Do you need to let time pass? Is that the idea? Yeah, I'd say a, about a week, depending on how much grease you put on. And if your boots are really thirsty, put, put a layer of grease on and then wait 30 minutes or so and the boot should suck in all of the grease. And if there's more dry spots, touch it up with some more grease on those spots until it's like, then until it's okay. Uh, there's this thing that happens when you over grease leathers. And I don't think I have an example of it ready, but it starts to create like a white-ish 
sheen on it. And that usually happens with like animal fats, like mink oil. I have yet to see it happen with Hubert's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go change my gloves. Okay. I have a, a question for you to consider while you're changing your gloves, since I already confirmed earlier, you can still hear me even when we can't see you. So question from fellow vegan Ray's over in the UK. So it's late for Ray's right now. I love that. Ray wonders, how does Blue feel about vegan leather alternatives? Oh, I have feelings about uh, vegan leather. It's not as sustainable. There's a thing that you can use, or there's a thing that is becoming popular. It's pineapple leather but it's very expensive. And that would be the vegan alternative that I would consider. Anything else is just plastic that is marketed as uh, vegan leather. So it will last a couple, may, at max a couple seasons, but they definitely degrade a lot faster than anything I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. They usually have a a shiny exterior that looks like leather mm -hmm. but if you look closely the pattern repeats it takes a while to see fake leather from real leather mm -hmm. but real leather the patterns don't repeat and you can see scars sometimes mm -hmm. in the in real leather but yeah the pattern repeats with fake leather it will start to flake leaving like a textile colored band underneath we mostly find this happens with gloves that we come across because oh, we yeah. don't ex we don't accept vegan leather goods at this store because we don't want like our customers guessing right. that it's if it's real or not but we mostly see this happen with gloves that are mostly leather because they're for protection but like the band at the wrist will be a fake leather and that will do that will degrade a lot faster than everything else. And so they'll come to us and it starts to flake. Mm -hmm. And we just take that all off. We just, we use a suede brush and we just scrape it all off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to make sure everything's just uniform. Because once it starts to crackle and break like that, the whole thing is just at the end of its life. Yeah. So you can repair animal leather. It's really difficult to impossible to repair plastic-based leathers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, my friend Eris, they are a leather worker who just started a business called Altogether Leather with their friend and also my friend Tess. And I think one other person named Alex. I've met her once, but I haven't hung out with her very often. She's a cobbler and makes custom shoes, which is really cool. Eris has done repairs on fake leather jackets with the clause that they only use leather in their repairs and they tell the people that they're repairing the jacket for they're like so once it starts to crackle in these spaces it will start to do that everywhere else that there mm -hmm. is less high friction zones and is so like you can't bring it back and ask for a refund because i've told you this <laughs> The, the the fake leather is at the end of its life right now, and it will just continue to deteriorate until it is all repaired with real leather. Yeah. And altogether leather is spelled A-W-L because of course it is. 
I love the land acknowledgement at the bottom of their website. Yeah, this is their uh, their little icon. It's like oh a gosh. peach it's like with a some peach. needles in it. Yeah, it's a cute little booty. Yeah, <laughs> cute. Yeah, so they're really great. We love them. That's they're a full custom leatherwork and shoe repair cobbling shop. So cool. And Eris also has another hustle, I think. They do. They have a thing called Bound Aries, Boundaries Leather, though I think it's they only have like small things up there right now. And they're mostly like kink related like harnesses and, and stuff like that. Just because they're so busy with their new business. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. That actually relates to another question that we had in the Discord chat. Let me scroll up to that question. What is the difference in care for shoes versus leather care for leather used in kink? Example, harnesses and paddles. Oh. So. And I know we're going to get to your kink and gender identity stuff in a minute, but while we're cleaning things and scrubbing things. <laughs> yeah. So as, as far as like disinfecting, so... I would use, I wouldn't use any sort of bleach because that will ruin the leather and a tiny bit of alcohol to, to clean the leather. But because leather is porous, those sorts of items, if they be, if they come into contact with body fluids, they should be used only for that person. Yeah. So everyone needs their own harness. Yes. No harness sharing. Yes. Yes. Al alcohol will strip leather mm -hmm. so it will strip the moisture and then also any wax that's on it and it's not really great for the boot but say you have say you have a pair of white boots and you've got black scuffs because you went dancing in them mm -hmm. on the toe and the sides or whatever you can use a little bit of alcohol with a q-tip or a little pad a little cotton pad mm -hmm. And you can like scrub that black stuff off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like immediately I would wash them with a bit of like saddle soap and then grease them or put wax on them or whatever. Yeah. It will ruin your boots if you soak them in alcohol. Totally. It will also ruin your boots if you burn them or put a hole in them. Yes. Don't do that. So basically the only way you can mess up a pair of boots or a piece of leather is if you burn it or put a hole in it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's pretty durable. Like mm -hmm. you can buff scratches out, you can replace bits. So even if you tear the arm on a jacket, you can get like a, re a sleeve repair or, or other things mm -hmm. done to it. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a thing that happens to boots in winter. It, has a salt line sometimes because if you're walking yeah. out there's a way to get rid of that 50 percent water 50 percent vinegar solution preferably white vinegar and then just spray it on the bottom where the salt line is spray it on there let it sit for a second and then like use some saddle soap and like scrub it out the salt line happens because your boots are wet with a salt and water mixture when you're walking out in winter because to keep the 
sidewalks defrosted, and then the line appears when the boots dry and the salt crystallizes. So the salt crystals are, it's not great for your boots either because the salt crystals expand right. and then it can hurt the boot and scar them. But the vinegar acts as a neutralizing agent to that because salt is alkaline and vinegar is acidic. Vinegar is also really good for like mildew if the inside of your boots are pretty mildewy or something, but it's really hard to get mold out of leather and it will usually spread. So it's better to waterproof ahead of time than have to deal with the repercussions of not waterproofing later. Correct. Yeah, I have a pair, it's not a pair, I have a set of leather belts Mm. that I got um, and they smelled a little mildewy, but I was like, I can fix them. And they're still... I haven't been able to get it out. Rescue them. Yeah. Yeah, I tried leaving them in the sun for days. Mm-hmm. And and that helped a little bit, but it always came back. Because leather is porous, it lives in its pores. Yeah. And will it's a real bugger to get it out. Totally. Yeah. Capybara says, I have some scuffed Doc Martens. How do I get those back to looking new? Ooh, Doc Martens are interesting. So if they are old Doc Martens before they started using a like a plastic sheen over top. So they uh they are real leather. Doc Martens are leather, mm-hmm. but they add a coating a clear coating on top of their leather for their like their classic shiny look. Mm-hmm. To <laughs> We use Windex, just like a little bit of Windex and like a cotton pad and maybe a little bit of buffing. That will usually make it shiny again. So the Windex maybe gets the that added layer off and then you can start over and treat it like real leather and not mess with the plastic layer? No, it's really difficult to get that plastic off. Oh, okay. You would have to treat it with some sort of acid, yeah, like a vinegar, and then scrub it off. So it's really not worth it, and that's why Doc Martens make me sad. But some of their boots don't have that the, the classic look, and they mm-hmm. don't have the plastic coating that they put on it. Gotcha. And you would just treat those like regular leather boots and use like saddle soap, etc. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Doc Martens still need to be greased but very little is needed. That's cool. It's hard for it to penetrate the leather or the plastic. So like very little is needed and it will sit on top of your boots for a really long time. So you'll need to let them sit if you don't want the grease to transfer to your other clothes. Yeah. Yeah. The last question I have from the chat for now is resources for aspiring boot blacks. So I already captured altogether leather and bound areas just as like shops that people could look at and I've been writing down the the various products that you've been discussing but are there any other resources that you can think of that folks might enjoy there's a couple Facebook groups there's boot blacking Facebook groups I can't remember off the top of my head but there's like some other forums online for boot blacking and boot blacking the line between boot blacking as a hobby and boot blacking as kink is a little blurred sometimes with different people. You can be of service to someone and boot black their boots, but then also use it as a hobby and a 
care item or uh, activity. There's a couple different uh, competitions. There's like Mr. Boo Black and Mrs. Boo Black, etc. I think there's also, I think the person who won this last year was trans. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, he's very cute and has his little vest and got his award. <laughs> Vests are wonderful. Yeah. Another thing, uh, a whole nother element of be blacking is suede. Suede, you don't need to grease it. In fact, you shouldn't grease it. But if your suede gets dirty, kind of very hard to get it out, which is why I recommend getting like darker colored suede so that it's harder to see stains from walking around, etc. Like I have a suede vest that I've been using for work because I have to dress formally in blacks, grays, and whites. I really need to replace this as the vest that I use because I can't wash this. Mm-hmm. And if something happens and it gets dirty, I'm going to be very sad. But to get like dirt and to smooth out or rough up your suede, and rough out boots, you would use like a wire brush like this. That's cool. Yeah, and you just lift it. What's the wire brush called? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, a su- it's it would be called a suede brush. And there's a couple different like companies that do them. I think I have. This is my vintage Hanna. This is also a suede brush. It has a little bit of wire and then also a plastic brush on this side. It has a heavier plastic and then also, I I don't know what to call this, ribbed part at the top there. And it's basically just to get like the dirt and then what happens with suede is it gets pressed into itself and smoothed. And if you want to like make them look fresh again, you just brush them. And this one was made in West Germany, wow. specifically <laughs> when there was such a thing as West Germany. I have shoes with suede on the bottom. I use them for dancing. Okay. And what happens, at least with my suede shoes, is I danced on them so much it all got crushed flat and it's all shiny and flat now instead of being that really soft, really nice texture. And I probably ought to suede brush them and get them Hmm. fluffy again that's exactly what it's for the 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 brushes yeah yeah stuff what was what else was on our our chart because i see we have about 15 minutes left oh yeah i have my three questions i don't know if you're done with your demos though so i wanted to give you a chance to do any further demoing that you wanted to do okay I'll do this really quickly. Just I use a microfiber cloth to mm-hmm. bring up the, the soap and stuff. There we go. And then I'm gonna just tilt my camera down so that yeah, everyone so can, can see, see what what's happening. Is this easier to do when a foot is in the shoe or no feet are in the shoe? It depends, because like when the foot is in the shoe, I can it, it it's uh supported. Mm-hmm. So when it's, being it's not sort of weighed down, yeah, it's likely to move when you're cleaning things. Yeah, so when it's not in the shoe, I have it like moves around and stuff, and I'm doing this backwards 
but that's okay. Because I'm doing my own boots. So you're using this black wax? Yeah. Just coating the boot, giving it a nice layer. And if you can tell, it's gotten a little bit cloudy. Yeah, it's, it's totally not cloudy. as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just because it's not smoothed yet. It's not brushed. And then I take my black brush. As you can tell, it's my black one. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then I just... So are you using the brush instead of that strip of cloth, or would that cloth be used in other circumstances? Oh, it's next. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just trying to get the angle right. So for our viewers, you might have noticed the audio just cut out. It's because we have noise canceling on, and the computer has decided that the sound of the brushing is part of the the noise gate. <laughs> it's canceling it out. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. I can already see it getting shinier. That's so fun. It yeah. is really fun. Because as I'm working the brush back and forth, it's just slowly getting shinier and shinier until like you you are barely touching it i like to add a little bit more wax to the toe because that's the focal point the toe and the heel vance capybara says i'll pay for a personal lesson in doing this i think she wants help maintaining her doc martens (laughs) okay yeah that'd be fun and you want to like brush the same way and then you try to go as gentle as possible when you've got the final layer on no Angel really 13 good. says, wish I could join the personal lessons queue. No Angel 13 is in the UK. We'll fans around the out. world. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure out a time slot that works for everyone. Uh-huh. And so that's just the first kind of level. <laughs> the second level is to take your little piece of cloth. And this is when it's really nice to have it on a person so that it's weighted, weighed down and you can try to get it to not have any wrinkles because you want it to be as flat as possible. There we go. Let you go. That's so cool. Now we're all talking about how we should have you for community day and we'll all bring our leathers and follow along at home. Oh, that's how I was introduced to this shop. Really? We used to have a boot blacking night at this shop and I saw it online and I showed up and... (laughs) I didn't know anyone, and so I, like, picked up some boots from the back, and I just polished them and greased them by myself. And my boss and my friend Eris were just like, this is so charming. (laughs) This is so cute. Who is this person? (laughs) That's so funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. For the questioning astrology fans in the crowd, what is your sun sign? My sun sign? Guess. I want people to guess. Okay, I'll let the audience <laughs> guess, because I think I know what it is, like 80% sure I remember, but I'll we'll have to give them a minute for the lag to catch up too, but we'll let people guess. Maybe I'll, here, let's see. So the final stage is a piece of like nylon, like a nylon sock, panty pantyhose, etc. because it's very fine, and so you make it very, you make it taut, taut and then you just brush it. Wow, that's really shiny now. Look how shiny that's getting. The goal is to see your face. Even in black? Yep. Especially in black. There's another thing that you can do, and it's called spot polishing. You, like, 
spot polish, put a little bit extra polish either on the nylon or on the boot. Mm-hmm. And then you can add a little bit of water to My the nylon. My story isn't over. Guesses that you are a Scorpio. No Angel 13 says, Goths do love mirrors. Wink. Oh, Scorpio. Or you're a bull, which I think means Taurus. Oh, yeah, I like Tauruses. They know how to hang out and have a good time. And make a dinner. Yes. They value the foods. So shiny. And you can do it with just a finger as well when you're like getting down to the What's in the spray bottle? Uh, It's just water. Just just water, okay. Yeah. And I'm just using a little bit of water to help lessen the friction Mm -hmm. because with the brush, you want the friction to smooth out the leather or as, sorry, the polish. But towards the end here, you just want to make it as shiny as possible. And to do that, you need to make it uh, uniform. Bips guesses Virgo. And Trans Owl says, hi, Aquarius here, which might be Trans Owl telling us her sign, but might also be an, a guess towards Aquarius. Oh, is that everyone's guesses? I don't know. I think we've had four guesses and there's 11 people in the chat, so there might be more guesses. I also have my guess, so I'm trying to give people time to finish guessing. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you've already told me before. <laughs> you, I think you know when my birthday is, so. Yeah. It's true. It's definitely in my calendar. Whether or not it's in my working short-term memory is a whole other question. <laughs> Look at how shiny. I think you're a Leo. You and, might be and, a Cancer. And to show Which you the difference, it's. I think on Zoom here, it's just not. It's not very easy to tell the difference. The one uh, without this the one... tag is shinier to me. Yes, that's the one that I just did. Nice that is. Like the other one on the other side, it's not mad. It has it's not un unshined. It's just not quite as fluffy and sparkly and happy as the one you just did. I did pick a pair of boots that are these are Canadian military boots. Uh-huh. So they're made to be high shined. Nice. And it already had, as you can tell, a bit of a shine to it. This is your cancer. No Angel 13 says, you're so cool and talented, Blue. Thank you. (laughs) Everybody loves Blue. I knew everyone would. Awesome. So, I think that was the last of my tutorial bits. Of your shoe and tell. (laughs) Sorry, I threw up a little in my mouth. (laughs) You're amazing. (laughs) Don't worry, this is payback. I torture my coworkers. (laughs) With puns all the time. Yeah. I think I feel like puns are the millennial thing a little bit. I know they existed before us, but we're really My running boss. with the puns. Like when you and me and our spouses were hanging out that one time, and you and I yes. were punning really hard, and the two of them were like, uh, "Whatever, youngins, oh you and your puns." We're like, "Yes, oh with the puns, though." Man. So, <laughs> my boss. Elaine Miller is uh, the proprietor of this shop, etc. She, we just go back and forth with puns. We are terrible <laughs> punsters. She says it's it's the sign of a criminal mind because we're constantly thinking of like how we can move things and stuff. My story isn't over, and the chat says, "Blue, if I buy something, do you shine it before it is shipped?" I can if you request it. Ooh, dear, the store. 
please have Blue shine this in particular. Thank you very much. Here's the pile of money. Also, give Blue a raise and a tip. Thank you. <laughs> that would be great. Like, <laughs> we, we ship to all over the place. We shipped things to the UK, all over the United States. Yeah, lots of things. That's so fun. Super fun. And one last thing with hardware. If it's brass, we just use Brasso. If it's silver, we just use Silvo. And just like a little Q-tip with a bit of the product on it. And just like maybe a paper towel or something. There's a thing that happens to some hardware. It gets like green, a little bit of a green thing on it. I can't remember what it's called. It's oxidi oxidization. So now people are ask are saying, you ship to the UK? Exclamation point, question mark. Yeah. Mary says Canada. Mary Me Blue is in Vancouver. So yes. Already <laughs> already in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we ship all across Canada. Canadians could in fact visit Blue at the shop if you want. Vancouver, BC. We yeah. are we are located mm -hmm. on Main or just off of Main Street on 16th Avenue in Vancouver, BC. Nice. Okay, now everyone wants to know what your sign is for reals now. <laughs> so, I am a Cancer Sun, Virgo rising, and an Aries moon. Though my Mars is in Taurus, and my Venus is in Leo. So everyone was right, except for anyone who guessed Aquarius. I'm sorry. I have no Aquarius. Though all of, or not all of them, most of my planets are in retrograde. So that that's why I'm weird. That's so fun. Yeah, there's lots of other leather things I could talk about. There's like products that are like leather balms, which is just like a liquid form of the saddle soap, but it doesn't clean, it just conditions. There's also ways to dye your leather stuff. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is already dead. It can't dye any further. And one thing with dyeing things, you can only dye it darker. You can't, mm. yeah, if it's a green jacket, you can only dye it darker. You can't dye it like orange or like a lighter color. So if someone got a tan leather, they could dye it almost any color because it's pretty light. Yes, tan is in fact like the base color that leather comes in. There's all sorts of different types of leather. There's like veg tan, oil tan, and those are just the ways that it's processed. There's suede, there's nubuck, there's rough out. What are some other ones? Yeah, those are pretty much the types of like layers that you cut into and then flip. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. I have three questions for you. Do you have time for three questions or are you running out of time personally? No, no. You do. No, we can go. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm having fun. I, I told my next plans <laughs> that I will not be making it this week because I'm having too much fun <laughs> doing this. Everyone says, I know where I'm getting boots in the future. <laughs> you should show this VOD to your boss. Hey, hey, Blue's <laughs> boss. Blue does a great job. You should give Blue a raise. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell her. <laughs> you told like, her gender meowster said Blue should get a raise. <laughs> we have like little 10% off coupons. I don't see any around. Wait one second. We've got these little 
redeem this for 10% off. And whenever I'm going on walks, I, I will just leave one on a motorcycle that I don't recognize. Uh-huh. You're just like, there you go. Doing Advertisement. I'm basically the acting assistant manager. So fun. So it's hard to talk about leather without mentioning kink. How has kink helped you discover more about your gender identity and gender expression? Oh, so in... raise blues paycheck. Let's trend this on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So in kink, with consenting parties, we can play characters that we would otherwise never get the chance to play in, like, the default world. Mm-hmm. By putting these masks on, I can see how they feel in a safe, like, in a safe environment that I can just be like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's done. Everything is over. And I can, I can see how they feel, and I can see how they resonate with my core. For me, kink is usually fully immersive. It can be make-believe. Like, with every story, there's a shred of truth, and sometimes the way that story affects someone is stronger than the truth that is behind it. So, personally, I've found kink to be really healing, and at times it's helped me reunite pieces of myself that I've had to separate for survival yeah and kink doesn't have to involve sex it kink is just play that both parties who are involved agree upon a certain set of boundaries and parameters and if both parties aren't okay with what's on the plate then it's not consensual mm-hmm so like talking about what you want and what you want to happen is like paradigm to having a kinky fun time. I think um, negotiation and consent is key in all relationships, not only romantic and not only sexual, right? Yeah. I I try to bring consent and negotiation into as many social situations as possible even a minute feel... ago i was like hey could we keep going or are you feeling done let's check in well, we also yeah. both took a bio break together yeah no this is great i think the pandemic mm-hmm. has definitely brought negotiation to like my everyday life mm-hmm. because now i have to be like so I, I this is just like a story but so i went to a party i went to a dance party where 400 people were dancing. They all had to be vaccinated and had to show their vaccination cards, but not everyone was wearing masks. How do you feel about me being in the same space as you after knowing that I could have come into contact with COVID? That's negotiation. That's asking for consent in everyday life. Yeah, I think a lot of people I, I know a lot of kinksters are like, we're just using what we usually, what we know how to do in regular life now in the default world, mm-hmm. where a lot of people who are not used to negotiating are like having a really rough time about how to do that. And like, mm-hmm. how do I talk to people about the things that I've, that I'm doing and the risks that I'm taking and et cetera. And how do I ask someone or let them know or ask someone what they're comfortable with and how do we find middle ground yeah in the chat no angel 13 is writing i love this yes in all caps talk to each (laughs) other 
<laughs> talk to each other. It's so difficult sometimes, <laughs> but so necessary. So necessary. Yeah. Lots of enthusiastic support. You love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, within kink, you get to explore different stories and because you have the negotiation ahead of time, you can push boundaries in a way that mm. you couldn't in a, like, non-kink is just, like, not negotiated sex, really. <laughs> or perhaps less negotiated sex. I don't know. It's how, what? how does one even define <laughs> kink? What's the definition? How do you, how does one define that? Right? Your kink could be missionary. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, I think what you just said is probably true. It's not negotiated, or it's uh, kink is negotiated sex or other play. Yeah. And Angel says kink could be anything. Could be. That's true. Could be. Think. I like negotiated play. I feel like that's pretty all encompassing. Yeah, broad spectrum. It's a smorg smorgasbord. Kink is broad, but it's not only for broads. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> To all my mods, you're welcome. I'll be here all week. <laughs> all right. Can you share a moment of gender euphoria with us? What it looks like inside? Yeah, tell us a story of a time that you felt gender euphoria. That's what gender euphoria feels like inside. <laughs> Just shouting we and spinning in circles. Yes. Let me think. I mentioned earlier that like the first time I put on a binder was really incredible. That is like a pinnacle moment that I like go back to every now and again of wearing a really nice shirt that I remember fitting me wrong or uh, was fitting me wrong and then putting it on again after I put on a binder and it feeling like super amazing and like drooping and no shadows and no bulgy bits yeah I like formal wear. One of the things, the deals that I made with Capybara is after I survived my my top surgery, I wanted to get a vest. And so I've got I've got a non-binary trans masculine friend who is makes clothes like for fun on the side and I think I'm going to commission a vest from them. Oh my god, cuz I want to look so schmancy. That's really really cute. <laughs> yeah. That might be my big holiday present this year, but that's okay. It's a huge investment. It is an investment. It's you're right about that. <laughs> you gotta look good. Capybara says, "Wow, <laughs> <That's> so funny." <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> We're not hurting uh, anyone. <laughs> no, that would require punitive measures. Uh -huh. Oh, so much fun! Oh my gosh. I lost track of any train of thought I might have been on, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. Oh my gosh. My face Whee! is still hurting from all the smiling. Okay. So the last question I have besides maybe just double checking if there's any resources we missed is what would you like to make sure folks know about your perspective on gender and non-binary slash trans issues? As in like rights? Just, just anything related to the category trans and I'm using trans in an expansive way what do you wish someone would know what's your soapbox what's your if there's one takeaway someone can get from your perspective on the trans experience what is it gender isn't real gender isn't real <laughs> on my <laughs> megaphone gender isn't real <laughs> I think 
the fact that people are trying to take our rights away just because of who we are should worry everyone besides just us. If we restrict trans people's rights on their own bodies, where will that lead us as a society? Mm-hmm. We should all be sovereign in our own flesh vessels to mm-hmm. do what thy willeth. Yeah. That's very, what's that church called? <laughs> satanic temple. That's very satanic temple of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Our last question from Discord is how to make pink leather. Oh, so how to make leather pink? Yeah. Okay, so you usually buy it as such, but you can get like a tan hide and dye it pink with leather dye. You can also use, I'm ta- I'm talking about Angelus, the brand that I showed you earlier. I'm talking specifically of that. It's a paint. You can paint leather and that will completely coat the leather that or the the color that it was before like it's uniform it dries as the color shows in the the little container i'll actually i'm going to bring out one from our little storage area that i think we have a pink one yeah we've got a couple pink ones magenta yeah we've got a couple pink ones so this is petal pink oh nice and it, it dries to that color like so you always know. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm describing it for folks listening to the podcast later. It's like a Pepto-Bismol pink. <laughs> yes. And then there's also a hot pink. Oh, that is what that is. Yes. And there's also, I've got a magenta, but I, got, I have to shake it up. Happy Bear says it reminds her of Calamine lotion. Wow, <laughs> the magenta is a nice darker pink. Yeah. If I was going to wear pink, it'd be that darker magenta one. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think I'd wear pink, but if I did, that would be the one. Right. In fact, I've disappeared for just a second because I'm wearing pink boots right now. Oh my! <laughs> You're like, let me just take my shoe off right quick. Nice. Yeah, I found them at a thrift store up in Whistler, and they were fourteen dollars. Oh my gosh! And they were brand new at the time. And this is a pink leather, and you can tell that because on the inside it's pink yeah on the inside leather itself when it was tanned they dyed the leather pink yes so it's not a paint it's actually dyed that way yes but say you had a pair of black boots you could use this paint to just cover it and it usually only takes about one coating maybe two coatings of the paint and the best thing about it is that it's like a synthetic rubber sort of paint. So it, it bends in all the creases and won't flake. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. You can also use some wax to make things pink, though it's less effective if you want like the entire thing to be pink. You'd have to start mm-hmm. on like a pair of white boots, I think. Yeah. Because of what a soft color pink is, because pink is just light red. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if your boots were already red, you're, it's too late for pink. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little too late. Gotcha. I think you might be able to put some maybe white wax, though I've never experimented with that. White wax on a red boot. Interesting. The puzzles the, continue. The possibilities. If you ever put white wax on a red boot and figure out the answer, feel free to post it in the Discord so we can <laughs> enjoy it later. 
<laughs> okay. You can also mix these paints, which is Ooh. a thing that my boss does really well. Ooh. She's uh, She used to be a makeup artist, or I guess she's still a makeup artist, but doesn't do it professionally anymore. So she there's boots that come in that aren't just like a color, and we have to touch them up sometimes. So she'll mix like a bunch of different paints in a really intricate way and then like somehow get the exact same shade of the boot and I just I can't do it and I am baffled by her <laughs> ability is there leather with a rainbow painted on it can we get a non-binary pride leather jacket I would wear the heck out of that you could you can totally paint on the back of things like on the, let's see if there's a jacket that's kicking around our store right now that has like this really cool decorative panel on the back. Let me just, I'm just walking to the back of the store. One second. The almighty snowball with a big T on it. Wow. And then can we like grease and wax that just like we would the rest of it? Yes. Look at that hand lettering at the bottom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was hand painted on there <laughs> wow really delicately by someone That's yeah so cool. there's so many cool things that you can do and i believe to take that off you would just need to use some sort of either deglazer or like alcohol 90 proof or something like that mm -hmm. and just it takes the first layer off and you just keep scrubbing i love that now I want to know how many leather jackets do you own and how many leather boots do you own? I'm not even going to ask about bags. <laughs> too many. I brought two today. <laughs> I brought okay. two leather bags today because I have to had to bring my laptop and other things. So <laughs> Just leather for um, all of your bags? Most of them. I have a couple backpacks and like small satchel things mm -hmm. that... And that tiny notebook bag that I showed you? Yes, the tiny leather pocket. It's almost a fanny pack, but not quite. It's more like a chest pack. Yeah. Yeah, I like military surplus gear. Yeah. So I have a couple bags that are textile that are like that. Yeah, but most of my stuff is, is leather. So cool. Love that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Everyone is very enthusiastic about buying things from your shop. Should they put something in the the like comments or something if they're if they watch the stream and then they buy a thing like i saw blue on meowster's show and now here i am sure i haven't okayed that with my boss but i'm sure she loves publicity so yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you'll get a discount but it, it might make blue look really good to blue's boss <laughs> oh that would be incredible I'll, I'll sit in our big leather chair up there wonderful this is so, this is our boot blacking chair Nice. Oh, it's that's a throne right there. Hell yeah, it is. I love that. It's <laughs> so great. I grease it every Christmas. <laughs> that's so wonderful. Post show <laughs> hangout. You got it. So for now, I will say thank you so much, Blue, for being our guest. And it's just been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was a little nervous, but like totally chill and stuff. So, well, Everyone thinks you did a wonderful job and enjoyed you and has more questions for you. No, okay. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the lobby, in the Discord lobby after the show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, totes. lots of thank you blues in the chat. Thank yeah. you all for watching. <laughs>